Let us not be ashamed to speak what we shame not to think. Michel de Montaigne. In a realm abound with fragility and fabrication, truth is forced underground. We must, as sentinels do, provide sanctuary to the marketplace of ideas. And so, let us prepare to proclaim boldly and contend forthrightly before the court. This is Candor and Counter. Hello, everybody. My name is David, and welcome to this episode of Candor and Counter. Yeah, this uh, this is a counter episode. Candor Can- episode. Can- I need that. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm telling you, I'm going to mix these up every single time. Honestly, I can't see how. Like, I, It's not a thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll happen, but... The words are too similar, in my opinion. They go well together, but it's like candor and counter. I, I mean, know. I suppose that's why we chose it for the podcast, yeah. right? Uh, alliteration? Is that what they call it? The multiple of, like, the same... The similar sounds, maybe? I think so. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's alliteration. Yeah, we've had some submissions, and we appreciate those, by the way. And Sean's going to draw one, like David said, and we're going to see what our topic is for today. I'm not going to look, just so. You also don't have to make noise. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. We do all of this stuff electronically, and it's submitted... We uh, Google Forms and like put into a spreadsheet. And then we do this like really uh, modern take oh. on random drawing where we put them in a bowl and, and we draw them up and unfold them. Yeah. So just so you know, we're really super technical people. All right. Sean's got one to open up for us. All right. We got women's rights versus modern feminism. Ooh. Definitely a much deeper topic than I expected. Wow. Women's rights versus modern feminism. Correct? Versus or and? It says versus. Okay. By anonymous, by the way, so. Well, it could be hard for us to jump into. I mean, just because. We're all men. We're all men, right? That's what I was getting to. (laughs) If if you guys couldn't tell. (laughs) So this is actually our area of expertise, I would say. Welcome Although to I, our episode of mansplaining. <laughs> is it gonna I don't go, know how. <laughs> this is going to go great. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that worried. I'm just, well, I guess I'm a little worried because I'm not that knowledgeable. <laughs> and we're about I'm, I'm to be sound like an idiot. Yeah. I feel like it, we're all advocates for women's rights. Yeah. I feel like that's yeah. pretty, it, pretty baseline. It, it's one of those. Not particular advocates. Women should have the same rights as men. So I guess we should talk about women's rights, period. Yeah. yeah define what we're talking about i mean what is modern feminism versus like i guess older feminism i'll lay out my understanding of modern feminism modern feminism i believe involves intersectionality if i'm not mistaken and i think off mic at one point sometime we've talked about intersectionality a little bit do you remember not really could you explain it Intersectionality, in my understanding, is as far as a power structure or where oppressed groups are, 
like minorities or women or some people view trans or whatever you might look at as the oppressed group, the more those intersect with each other, the more oppressed that person okay, yeah. seems. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. So if you have like a, a woman of color, they would consider them intersectional. I understand. Yeah. Okay. So modern feminism involves intersectionality and combining those two, they're, they're sort of inseparable is what I'm saying. A modern feminist would view those as inseparable if I'm not mistaken. View what as inseparable? Intersectionality as part of feminism. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. like you couldn't be a modern feminist without being an intersectionalist, right? Or a, supporting a form of critical theory. At least that's my take on it. It's not just about women's rights. Modern feminism is going past equality into a sort of reparations state. Does that make sense? Reparations meaning... But do you know what reparations are? I know what reparations means as a definition. So reparations, as far as intersectionality goes or oppression goes is that the oppressors must pay back for past offenses. So probably oversimplified, but right. and I, I know what you're getting at though. Rather than making two, like let's just start with women for an example and ignore the intersectionality at this point, the feminist movement has actually gone through stages. Okay. Since the 1960s. Yeah. And they went through those different stages with different goals in mind. The original movement Started with, I would assume, women's suffrage. Right. Yeah, that would be my assumption. It's went up, but you know, and the modern arguments are more about pay and things like that. Did you hear about one of the arguments that went into like women's suffrage voting? No. Like at the time? Yeah. When the laws were made for voting, the text in the law book said he never mentioned she. And this went for every law. It stated the person being he. So the women's suffrage movement said, okay, we can either vote and we obey the law or we are not subject to the law and can't vote. Oh, I see. Because it only wow. stated he. It yeah. never stated she. I like that. So they were sort of exempt if they weren't going to be recognized. Yeah. And it would give them some kind of leverage? Yeah. Oh, I'd never heard that. People went so far as to like, I mean, they went to court, like they would do something illegal. They went to court over it, and the woman got out scot-free because... Oh, because it's... They couldn't... You have to support yeah. what's written. Yeah. Unless it's changed. Unless it's eventually So, like, changed. So, small changes started being made, and it just progressed from there. Huh. A small piece of info that, that I saw, I don't know, a couple months ago. That is interesting. So, I mean, women's rights started, as far as I can tell... Women's rights started back in the 1960s with suffrage. Wait, no, suffrage was way before that. Sorry. It was, right? It was way before that. 20s? 30s? It was before it was, World War II. It was sometime around the Great Depression, right? You're saying women right, was women's it? rights was after? The suffrage movement is what I'm getting at. Yeah. I think it started in like late after World War I. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was between World War I and World War II because World War II... There were medics. They were allowed to be medics. And then World War One, they weren't allowed on the battlefield at all, if I remember correctly. Because I honestly, and all three of us, don't think we know the date. 
of the women's suffrage movement and the result uh, resulting change to the, what is it, 19th Amendment, I believe. We knew when we started there were going to be topics that we didn't know a lot about. And all three of us right now feel like we're definitely struggling. Well, I mean, the thing is for me, I just don't know the intricacies of both of them because I know there are intricacies. But if I were to just, if I didn't, I should say, I guess, these would seem like the same thing to me. Why don't we start with the modern version? We're more, I won't say we're more familiar with. But we see it some. Yeah, I'd say I'm more familiar There's with There's more it. Ready, so, ready examples. I don't. I know why they're asking this question to compare the two. Because modern feminism is actually spoken against by some feminists. Yeah, yeah. Like I've, and I can see that argument. I can see it as damaging in some places already. But I mean, a lot of things can be like that if there's extremists, right? See, the perspective right now is... Let me just say my perspective right now is that modern feminism has been taken over by what I think you're calling the extremists. Right. It's now mainstream. Before we started this podcast, I specifically noted one thing. Do you remember what that was? No. It was critic it was critical race theory. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I do, I remember do remember. talking about And I'm sure that we'll dig into that probably one day. Because it's it's getting heavy out there. But now that you've mentioned, it, I'm sure. Yeah. 100% sure. 100% sure we're going to be talking about it. I'll yeah. say, I kind of like to. I want to learn about that. Yeah. So anyway, critical theory involves so many other disciplines. Yeah. Or I, that's only really, that was the only word I could really come up with. But it involves lots of areas. And modern feminism is part of critical theory. And that movement is tied to going beyond equality and using their oppression as the reason they need to be elevated above men. Does that make sense? Their previous oppression as a logical reason to elevate their voices or whatever aspect of feminism you're looking at, whether it be wages or whatever, they feel like that it needs to go beyond equality. One of those, since I lost the race last time, I have to win it this time. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. That's my understanding about modern feminism versus versus women's right. Oh, okay. See, I'm just comparing them to like old feminism versus new feminism. That's what I was doing. So really just versus women's rights is comparing the difference between a sort of pure equality to modern feminism, I think. I think that's what that means. Yeah, that makes, that makes more sense, actually. So my initial feeling after hearing... The explanation for intersectionality and modern feminism, however surface level it may be, it doesn't, my gut wants to disagree with it, you know. Disagree with the modern version. Yeah. Okay. Just because, I mean, equality is where we should be, right? I feel like. And it's just so hypocritical to me to end up putting yourselves above what you view as the oppressor mm -hmm. when especially it hasn't always happened directly to you talking about modern feminists because mm -hmm. I mean, but like Chris said, like they're, I don't know if I'm going to be using this term correctly, but reparations, right. For what people in the past have been oppressed for. They're always pointing back to the past 
I don't want to say attacks against them, but past well, so constraints they would have. The argument is that it still exists. There's no direct attacks. And that's where modern feminism loses me in that I, I don't have any evidence or experience in it. So I don't know what's going on in the women's world today. It, it's hard to but, see the consequences as a male. Yeah, definitely. But I don't know. But you're saying equality should be the goal in your opinion. Yeah, I, I yeah. That's the zero point should be where we're where we should be yeah. aiming. Yeah, I don't think they should be brought any higher because of what happened in the past, because it wasn't anyone's fault today that stuff has happened. And so, I mean, if, if there are problems with like wage gaps and stuff, those should be rectified, but they shouldn't be brought any higher how just do you, because of past sins oppression. Of, sins of your father and all that. Yeah, I don't agree with that. The sins of the father thing. So the idea of reparations is mainly talked about in race relations. Oh, okay. Racial uh, disparities and things like that. It's not usually brought up in the women's conversation. I was sort of using that word to describe how they want to go past evening the scales. So I don't think they actually use the term reparations. I may be mistaken there, but as far as I know, that's pretty much used for racial discussions. But it does break down a little bit. I was using it to sort of describe how the women should be, women's rights should be elevated in the view of the modern feminist above the males. I'm curious if you have the answer, please like answer the question. But do they view it as like the oppressed should become the oppressor? Or it's so funny you say that, right? That's because that's what happens. So right? I I don't know what there's a technical name for it, but I call it the seesaw effect. So basically we're one, one I don't understand yeah. this idea between behind critical theory, which means you have to suppress the voices of the oppressors to increase the power of the oppressed. No, like because I think that's just gonna create a different oppressed group over time. Obviously it, in yeah, the intermediate so time immediate. it's gonna level things out more in the intermediate. But in the long run, all of your all you're doing is creating this up and down. Yeah. Yeah, back and, and I believe that that like, harms people. Why would we not aim for a, a stable result? Not to mention individual freedom. Like, of course, yeah, that's paramount. I'm sure there are people out there that are that in their head, it makes sense. Where if we oppress, suppress the voices of the oppressor to till we get to the point of balance, and then we stop. Mm -hmm. But there are people that don't want to stop. Right. It's just people will want to go further. It's a momentum thing. Yeah. 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 And, I don't know. And I think I can't confirm, but I feel like people like being part of a movement like that, right? So that would just be incentive, more incentive to keep it going. And it's idealistic. Or, what well, do you mean? I, I don't think that's the right word. Let me start over. It's what's what's it's like kind of like wanderlust. Where like somebody wants to go and like explore and be a part of something that isn't regular, I guess. Yeah. That isn't normal. I don't know. I view it a little differently. I think it has something to do with moral superiority. I feel like they America is struggling right now with I mean, honestly, been struggling for a while. Ideologies that claim moral superiority. Yeah. 
And I think that that goes for so many. I think that we're going to talk about this again in other podcasts because it's also this is a little tangential, but it's always been a thing. Humans just do this like crusades. It goes back long before. It's hard for me to understand how things can go right. Like if they're bringing themselves I above, assume he's talking yeah. about feminism. Yeah, if they bring themselves above us, oh, we yeah, become we, them. This should be part of the... Like, but it, it's... You're not changing anything. You're just shifting the scales yeah, almost. the balance of power isn't... But here's the thing. We were talking about how similar we all are. Yeah. And we didn't know when we started how different we were going to end up because we, a lot of this stuff we don't sit around a campfire and talk about, you know? <laughs> so um, hopefully... I'm not saying hopefully we differ in opinion. I'm saying hopefully we can find a way to play devil's advocate well because we're going to need to do that. Yeah. Because the whole point Absolutely. of Candor Encounter is opening yourself up to, yeah. to changing. Yeah. And if we don't expose ourselves properly, we're at risk of tarnishing the integrity. I like that. Tarnishing the integrity of Candor Encounter. I agree. And so moving forward, we're definitely going to have to really pour ourselves into the modern feminist view. I think we have a basic understanding that isn't too complicated of women's rights. Yeah. That doesn't seem like something we're struggling too much with because it's a pretty basic tenant. It's just equality across the board. So there's no real difficulty there. Yeah. So our, our idea here is we're going to have to really contrast modern feminism pretty well. And... We're going to need to be able to define it well and label its beliefs. I think on a very basic scale, like we talked about before, why don't we move forward with the assumption modern feminism looks to go beyond equality? That's a fair enough simplification, yeah. I think. The same thing we did with altruism. And then let's just show how dumb we are. How about that? <laughs> that sounds perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Because I don't know, I don't know how far beyond that to go. I know that modern feminism, because they patriarchy—that's the word mm. I was looking for—they view the patriarchy as the oppressive class. And fair enough, being part of the patriarchy is difficult to speak to. What benefits that might have? I said this earlier in jest, but now I mean it in a sincere way. We're about to begin the longest mansplaining episode ever. And that's not a joke. Because it, say if you're an outsider woman who feels, who agrees with modern feminism and looks at themselves as the oppressed class, we are intersectionally oppressive. We are white yeah. males. So... Okay, so if we continue, they just view it as a further, it, it doesn't matter what we're saying. Like what we're saying doesn't matter because as the oppressive class, our opinions aren't worth near what a woman of color might be. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to discount the fact that I feel like a woman's perspective is important, but I agree with you, Sean. Equality is the goal. Equality across the board is right. the goal. I think we all agree about that. I think that we do. And some people are going to view that as what's the 
Misogynistic, is that the yeah, word? Yeah, 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 that's the one. This is the first time in the feminist episode we've uttered the word misogyny. <laughs> like 30 minutes in. I was trying to remember the word earlier, but oh, I just got reminded of the, the first thing we hear in our intro. That is shame not to speak what we... Shame do. not to feel. Yeah, something think. like that. Think. I forgot. Yeah, think. Yeah. I but we say in our intro, I, I picked that quote very carefully. I, I combed through a lot of quotes. And when I saw that one, I thought, if you can hold it as a belief in your head, if you can't say it, something's wrong somewhere. Right. There's either something wrong with your belief or there's something wrong with your environment. Yeah. So I think that if we speak candidly, that's the whole point. We don't script this and we struggle with it a little bit and that's fine. And I, even now, only two topics in, I regret some of the things that I said already. Yeah. Not regret as in I was untruthful, but when you speak in the moment. The way you say it, it can come across strangely. And mm. you're also on a podcast for the first time ever. And you're like, I have to carry my idea to the listener yeah. so that they understand everything yeah. that I'm trying to say. And and sometimes some of that understanding is in your head and not vocalized and you just don't realize it. And so L listening back to yeah. the episodes before, if you don't think we listen, if you think we don't listen to our own episodes, you are horribly wrong. Yeah, we self-criticize pretty regular. But going back to old episodes and listening to them, there are several points and where I just skipped 10 seconds because hearing what I, knowing what I'm, I was going to say and knowing what I was thinking at the time and how different they were. It's hard. Yeah. I know I didn't speak as much really in the, the last few episodes, but I don't really have that feeling. I can understand even from David's perspective, I can see what you're saying. And because I know you, I can see your thought process, but I can see where you're saying it doesn't carry across the whole idea. And it, it makes me want I know to it like sounds re record like, it, but it, you, <laughs> you know you can't. And I know I over explain, but that's why I tend to extrapolate everything that I'm saying. And I sort of spread it out because I just try to make sure that I'm covering every area and people can pick apart that idea fully. Yeah, I agree. And I, I sort of, if it wasn't clear about the, like after death episode, cause I know this is a episode after me and Sean don't have any strict views on death. So when we went into the counter episode, we did a small bit of research and I just wanted it to be clear. Like he didn't take the floor. We wanted him to have it because we didn't have any ex yeah. specific views. Yeah, have a deeper hole than either of yeah. us. Yes. And we talked about it beforehand. We didn't go into the details, but we talked about beforehand how that was going to end up playing mm. out. And I had prepared them <laughs> even in text messages like, guys, it's coming because I'm just yeah. like turning and I'm just going over this and over this. So it's going to end up being pretty heavy on my end. But there are going to be days where you might feel passionately about something that I might not be no, as passionate yeah, about. And I so agree, that, that balance may shift the other direction. I think we're dodging the... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> there, There is a... I do not cross this boundary point in my beliefs. And that is beyond equality. My belief 
is that there is no more important thing than individual freedom and equality. And I think that going beyond equality is the same thing as not being equal. It just may shift sides. Yeah. So I'm going to say this. I think women's rights means women's equality. And I think that modern feminism destroys equality. So I'm going to leave it there. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, that's pretty good. The, that, that's probably the best way to put yeah. it, actually. Why don't we go over what ways, let's just play devil's advocate. Let's go over the ways women are possibly not equal to men in today's society. Let's go through that. Let's see if we can come up with anything as men. Okay. Do you know why it's so hard? I can't think of any examples I've encountered in my life. Well, not obviously we talked about some people propose that there's a wage gap issue. Yeah, well, this gap was the one I was thinking of, right? And I feel like there probably is something there. The problem is... Right, we'll find out. Haven't seen it. Again. Exactly. I haven't the, had any world experience the way with we, any type of feminism. The way we want to approach it is what we know. And if we haven't experienced it, it's hard to say... That's fair. I would, since we can't experience it, I would say what modern problems do you think feminists might have? Or do they claim they have? I'm not saying that we have to speak from personal experience or even personal understanding. I'm saying if we're going to dig in at all in this candor episode, we got to come up with maybe... We got to come up with maybe something they might have dealt with or that they are publicly claiming they might have dealt with. And like you said, we'll dig into the wage gap more because we know that's a claim. It's a more complicated one, I think, because there are so many different wage standards and it's a really complicated issue to equate that at this very moment without any data is a difficult thing to tackle. I would say probably sexual discrimination is one they would probably claim at some point. Yeah, I imagine they'll take a stance on like court standings and how they would be treated over. I guess it'd be the other way around than that. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I can talk about that for a minute if you want. Yeah. Did you have something you wanted to say? I was just going to comment. Like, it seems that it would be the other way around. Yeah, because it's one of those the mothers that you like. Yeah, so we're talking about get, child custody yeah. here. And yeah. if also with sexual harassment allegations and stuff, uh, a yeah. lot of times, and it, I don't want to say a lot of times, that's probably presumptuous. It should also be mentioned that like child custody, yes, it takes like gender into account, but there's a lot more things that also go into account. But I think that it's fair to look at data. I agree. I avoided going into this part of the topic for one reason, and that's because I think the podcast title would be Men's Rights if I talked about this. But I think if we're going to talk about two sides of the issue, I know that the question is the comparison between women's rights and modern feminism. Okay. I understand that. I understand the question is posed differently than I'm speaking right now. I sympathize with men who are struggling against a system. 
and <clears throat> I think that their struggles are real. I've heard their stories, a lot of them. And although I agree that there are problems, it makes you question whether you understand the women's options. struggles. Yeah. Okay. So let me put it like this. If you feel so strongly about men's rights, then. Yeah. Yeah. You think the other side could be the same. I could be missing something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, very possible. It's just. And I think experience that, that we're maybe. Missing. I think that maybe both sides have real concerns and I, I'm afraid that those concerns may be overlooked because either side pushes too hard. Now, I'm going to be honest and say I don't feel like the men's rights movement is pushing too hard. That can sound self-righteous because I'm a man and identify with those, so it's like benefiting my, I don't know, class. I don't know what word you want to use, but Self-serving, maybe? Yeah. I know what you mean. So it can seem self-serving to say that, but you don't hear about men's rights. I was going to say that is you, you. It could come off that way, but I can't remember the last time I heard something about men's rights as opposed to women's. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. So I don't want to turn, again, like I said earlier, turn this episode into a men's rights episode, but I think that we all... I think we're all hesitant because we can we know that there are problems that need to be solved and we're afraid of misrepresenting one side or the other. Not so, to be dismissive. Yeah, totally right. true. But you know, if you think about what what percentage of inmates in America are men, right? How many work fatalities are men? How many men are granted custody by the child support court system, you know, and it goes on and on. Yeah. So, but I don't attribute every one of those to a power-based system, which is what I think modern feminism does, right? They would say the system that's in place oppresses women. We, we talked about this before, power hierarchies versus competency hierarchies. Power hierarchies, yeah, versus competency hierarchies. But let's go hypothetically, I guess. Why are men more likely to die in work-related accidents? Well, my first my first answer would be that I assume men take more dangerous jobs. Yes. And I would say men take more of those jobs because men take more risk. I was going to mm. mention that. Even, even in okay, ones yeah. that aren't dangerous... We, but we definitely take more risks in general. I haven't thought about that. That's a, that's a good point. Not but because so we does do that, dumber stuff. So does that make it unfair? Is that something that I need to alter? No. It's, it's just it's what a, we do. It's, in, it's just but, intrinsic. But when yeah. I said it earlier, it sounded like a disparity. Yeah. Didn't it? Right? So at first glance, something that might seem controversial, it might seem like it's unfair is it though? Right. So 
every situation has to be looked at. Like it has to be looked at with a fresh perspective. Cause and effect. It has to be looked at situationally. You can't just say these are all the disparities of men. Yeah, you need the context. It's a broken system and now we need to elevate men. Right. right? That's not a proper stance. We had a similar talk in the altruism. Uh, The human experience is so much more than a binary period. When people generalize something so extreme, it's hard to say because every situation is different, period. I think that when you paint with a broad brush, the details are lost. And so you can't say men are just oppressed because you found these disparities. I think that every part of life deserves to be looked at objectively and individually. And without yeah. that, if all you're doing is broad strokes, the individual gets missed. Yeah. Like when my example from earlier, like when a mother gets custody of her child, it may have been for a good reason. It may have been because the father was drunk and abusive. You'll never see that. Mm-hmm. You'll see the, t- the statistic that says a mother got her child. Right. Again, and that's how they're going to phrase it. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those, you're not going to be able to dodge around that because you weren't there to see it happen. Yeah, it's, if you don't take it situation by situation. Now, I'm not saying you can't look at data and extrapolate evidence, okay? But you can't be as binary as you were talking about. It's not just a one way or the other thing. In the Jordan Peterson talk, he talks about the wage gap. And how riskier jobs pay more. And he was like, you're not even looking for the answers in the right places. Because if they're taking riskier jobs, if they're taking less time off for life, like if men take less time off for life because women have maternal, right? some people choose to parent and then go back to work. Some people choose to parent and stay parent. So it's all, a, it's such a dynamic environment making base measurements is not an adequate view. Yeah, definitely not. And there may be examples of like a true wage gap where they're doing the exact same job, doing the exact same thing, getting paid different rates, Mm -hmm. have the exact same experience getting paid different rates. But every job I've ever worked at, there have been, people have been paid more than me because they had two more months experience. Like, yeah, exactly. It's I, so hard to standardize <clears throat> everything that that binary shouldn't exist. Yeah. Like black and white. No, it just, I have worked in blue collar jobs and there are no women in my industry. I'm, I'm sure there are some, that's a very general statement, but I would say 99% in I'm in the um, maintenance and repair industry in heavy equipment. And I would say I have never met any. There are some out there. I've seen them on YouTube and TikTok and stuff yeah, like that. Of course. But they are very few and far between. And I would say 99% of them are men. And it's not a particularly dangerous industry. There are work accidents and dangers in my job. But it has more to do with the manual labor or strength or whatever you might call it. 
But so I can't compare like wages or anything because the industry is flooded with males. But there are other industries that excel in, in their industries filled with women. And a lot of it comes down, I think, in my personal opinion, to the differences between men and women and the way they work. And I think even that, mentally, like secretarial jobs. Yeah. For yeah, some women chaos. just have better organizational yeah. skills. Yes, they're processing. Yeah. Right. And then men tend to care about things and women tend to care about people. And so men end up in service industries and they end up in sales and they end up in engineering, but women end up in nursing right? because they care for people. And I think that those are definite benefits, but it doesn't mean that there's disparity. STEM fields tend to pay higher than nursing. Now you can disagree that that is wrong, but that's, that's a whole of like talking about what fields are important to like, to fund, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, well, that you just run into a difficult question. I'm not trying to go too deep into it, but no, you run yeah. into a difficult question in a free society where if you're a hospital, you can pay whatever you choose, and if people want to work for you, they'll go work for you. If they don't, they don't. You know, it's, so it's hard. The government can't just say, yeah, yeah, yeah you got to pay them this, other than like a minimum wage <clears> or whatever. <throat> Women's rights versus modern feminism. I understand that is the topic of the day, but I don't think that you can talk about feminism without talking about my perspective on men's rights, on men's rights or feminism or men's, yeah, I mean, or the equality between the two. I think so. Or so I think you're right. I don't think I'm going too far out into left field. We have a little bit. Okay. No, yeah. And that's fair enough. And we accept that. But I, I just meant, I don't think that we are completely in the wrong by talking about the balance in men. Oh, and women. I, I agree. Yeah. Cause uh, the topic isn't just women versus right. women is what I'm saying. The, like the idea of modern feminism, at least from what I understand it to be is the balance between balance of power, I guess it's such a weird way to put it. That's how they view it. Yeah. But the balance of power between men and women, and if we're talking about modern feminism, which is that versus women's rights, I think we should talk about all facets, just like we did with altruism. Yeah. yeah and that's the, true. Even if we go in the weeds, I would rather go in the weeds and get content that's usable than just avoid the weeds altogether. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we nailed down our positions pretty clearly. Although I think that we all claim that we don't fully understand the issue. Yeah. And I agree with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I think that the best move here is to wrap it up because I don't think we have anything to expand on. We need, I feel pretty dry. We need to learn more before we have anything that we can. So do you feel like we stated the re the reverse that we're going to be looking for? Do we feel like we formulated the argument we want to look for? Right. So we're probably... We are definitely going to be looking at the other side 
to see if the opposite is true. Certainly. Yeah, yeah. We have to take <clears throat> That's that. what I'm going to be starting with for sure. Right. Is, we, we have to take that position where is the opposite of what we believe true. And as we look, if we discover it's not, then we find evidence to back up our previous claim. I think we also want to give the topic writer, the submitter, a fair shake here. They didn't posit a side, but I'm saying we need to oh. look at women's rights versus modern feminism and compare the two. Although I do think that we need to find our own position. I think we need to look at the opposite from our position, but I just wanted to make sure to note that I don't want to forget the premise of the original question, which was... It wasn't a, is it a good or bad thing kind of thing? Yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like, do you agree with modern feminism? Yeah. Like, I just wanted to make sure that it's not forgotten. Definitely not. Find evidence for both. Compare them. Yeah. One versus the other. I, I just wanted to say, if anyone wanted to go submit a topics for future Candor mm -hmm. episodes, uh, head up to the description or bio of wherever you're listening to the podcast. Yeah, we would really appreciate it. Yeah. Follow us on Facebook. You can go to the post that I'm about to make about this episode, Women's Rights versus Modern Feminism, and click in the comments and you'll see all our sources that we're going to be going through this week. And you can put sources in there. You can comment and that will give us stuff to read and listen to and watch and that kind of thing. And we'll get some research out of that and Maybe those ideas will make their way onto the episode and we can incorporate them into our understanding. So The posts will be made today on Friday. That's when we record. And it's posted on Monday. That's when you'll be hearing this, Monday or Tuesday, depending on when it, where it's uploaded from where. Anyway, and as the week goes through, Monday through Friday, uh, you'll have the chance to post your own within the Facebook post. We'll find a more centralized location as time goes on. But for now, on the Facebook post, you can post your own findings. And we'll look at them and we'll also use your sources to discover our views. Yeah, right now, Facebook is the easiest place to find our presence and see the stuff that we're putting out and stay with current episodes and things like that. I don't know. We're new to the podcast social media game, so yeah. we're going to be finding the best place for us, the best home for us. But right now, that's Facebook. I plan for that to stay current. That's not going to go away. But if you follow us on Facebook, you'll be up with new episodes. You'll be up with new topics. And all our links are there. The topic submission links are there. And all of that stuff. So glad you guys could join us. Thanks for listening. To be continued. Congrats on wasting 17 seconds. What, you want me to sing you a song? <laughs>